0: Hello and welcome to the Five Minute Expert. I'm Art Fuller, PhD, and today we're going to talk about a subject that exploded onto the scene in the 1940s. The development and use of the atomic bomb is a significant chapter in human history, forever changing the course of warfare and international relations. This is another one of our history in a nutshell bite-sized insights into the past shows, and this episode was personally requested by a good friend of the show, Christian. The story of the original atomic bomb begins in the 1930s with the discovery of nuclear fission and progresses through the intense scientific research, international competition, and ultimately the devastating use of the weapon during World War II. But before we blow this topic up, let's give a minute to this week's sponsor, Flamethrowers. Flamethrowers are the makers of happy homeowner-grade fireworks. Want to safely blow up something that will create a sonic boom without all the fallout? Flamethrowers has a starter pack that includes small mortars and landmines. Want to light up the sky with tracer rounds, but don't want local law enforcement getting upset about bullets whizzing through the neighborhood? Flamethrowers has a faux firefight package that simulates the best rice paddy shootout you've ever seen at the movies. So that's flamethrowers for all your happy homeowner-grade fireworks needs. The origins of the atomic bomb can be traced back to the scientific discoveries made by various physicists in the early 20th century. In 1938, German physicist Otto Hahn and Fritz Strassmann demonstrated the process of nuclear fission, where the nucleus of an atom is split into two smaller fragments. This discovery was further clarified by Austrian physicists Lise Meitner and Otto Frisch, who recognized the tremendous energy released during the fission process. The potential of nuclear fission as a source of immense energy did not go unnoticed. In 1939, Albert Einstein, the renowned physicist, wrote a letter to President Franklin D. Roosevelt warning him of the possibility of Germany harnessing nuclear power for military purposes. This letter spurred the United States to establish the Manhattan Project, a top-secret research and development program dedicated to creating an atomic bomb. Under the direction of physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer, the Manhattan Project brought together some of the brightest scientific minds from around the world. Scientists such as Enrico Fermi, Niels Bohr, and others collaborated in laboratories across the United States, working towards the goal of creating a functional atomic bomb. The project faced significant technical challenges, including the need to enrich uranium and build an effective means of triggering a chain reaction. In parallel to the American efforts, the Axis powers, particularly Germany, also pursued nuclear weapons research. However, due to internal conflicts, limited resources, and scientific setbacks, the German atomic bomb project did not progress significantly. This allowed the United States to maintain a relative advantage in the race to build the bomb. By 1945, the Manhattan Project had made significant strides and two distinct approaches to atomic bomb design emerged. The first design, codenamed Little Boy, utilized uranium-235, a rare isotope of uranium, as the fuel. The second design, known as Fat Man, used plutonium-239, a man-made element at its core. These bombs represented the culmination of years of scientific research and engineering expertise. On July 16, 1945, the Trinity Test took place in the desert of New Mexico, marking the successful detonation of the first atomic bomb. The blast released an unprecedented amount of energy leaving a large crater and producing a blinding light that could be seen from miles away. The test, though, did confirm the feasibility of the atomic bomb and ushered in a new era of weaponry. Less than a month later, on August 6, 1945, the United States dropped the first operational atomic bomb, Little Boy, on the city of Hiroshima, Japan. The devastating explosion resulted in the immediate death of tens of thousands of people and caused widespread destruction. Three days later, on August 9, 1945, the United States dropped a second atomic bomb, Fat Man, on Nagasaki, leading to further catastrophic loss of life and infrastructure. I've read that President Truman decided to drop the second bomb in part to demonstrate to Japan that the first one was not a one-off or a fluke. Once we dropped the second one, the Japanese had to admit to themselves, we might have a whole arsenal full of them. And maybe it's just better that we surrender instead of being totally destroyed. Well, the use of atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki hastened Japan's surrender and brought an end to World War II. The bombings, however, also raised profound moral and ethical questions about the use of such a destructive weapon. The immense loss of civilian life and the long-term effects of radiation spurred debates about the necessity and proportionality of the bombings. In the aftermath of the war, the United States and the Soviet Union emerged as the dominant nuclear powers leading to a decades-long Cold War, characterized by the arms race and political, military, and ideological tension. This arms race escalated rapidly, with each side seeking to achieve nuclear superiority as a means of deterrence. The concept of Mutually Assured Destruction, or MAD, emerged during the Cold War. It relied on the principle that the possession of large arsenals of nuclear weapons by both superpowers would deter any aggression. This protracted period of tension lasted from the end of World War II in 1995 until the early 1990s, and there's no doubt the atomic bomb's legacy continues to shape contemporary international relations and global power dynamics. Well, Larry, what have you got for us from the peanut gallery today? Bob Weisenheimer emailed us to say, quote, I strongly object to the original atomic bomb being called Fat Man. It is highly offensive to persons who are avidu challenged. Maybe it should have been called Skinny Man or Runt or something. Let's see how those thin, bony people like it, unquote. Well, Bob, we understand and sympathize with your caloric challenges, but that name is in the past and is in the history books. There's no changing it now. Besides, fat man would not have been a particularly offensive remark in the 1940s. At one point to this time, obesity was considered a mark of health and wealth. Larry, do chimps ever worry about the world being blown apart by a nuclear bomb? Yes. Really? It's one of their primary fears. They're afraid some of these stupid humans will push the wrong button and blow everything to smithereens. Well, that's surprising, I think. Anyway, folks, thanks for tuning into this episode of The 5-Minute Expert. Hey, tell someone about the podcast today. You'll be glad you did.